Hey there, how's it going? It's your host Andrew and the audio guy Josh from Blocks and Talks, where we discuss about the world of Lego, from reviews of the latest sets to discussions about the hobby itself and even trending news within the community. This week's episode, I'm going to be talking with my good friend Karat about the Avatar theme and about like lesser popular themes that Lego usually releases outside of the big ones. So today I'm with my friend Karat. He's a huge Avatar fan. I remember when I brought up the podcast last week and I was talking about themes for next week's recordings. I did bring up the Avatar theme and him being the fan, he brought up like, yo, let me in. So welcome Karat. How are you doing? Hey, I'm all right. I'm probably the only uh, Avatar super fan you'll ever meet. Yeah, I was about to say like, isn't that movie over a decade old now? Yeah, it came out, uh, came out in uh, 2009. It's, uh, it's been re-released by Disney. Uh, I think it's still playing in theaters as we speak uh, for the sec- the sequel that's coming out in December. But when it came out in 2009, it was a, a huge, huge hit. I remember for months and months, it was so hyped up, almost like a, like an Endgame or uh, Infinity War with Marvel, except there was no uh, pre-existing IP for it. So it was a huge event that nobody had ever really seen before. Wow, that's crazy because I remember I was only like, nine years old at the time. So I think for me, it kind of flew over my head. I was too busy with like Thomas the Tank Engine, Bob the Builder, you know, that sort of stuff. Oh no, I think I was, yeah, I was nine about then too. But that's one of my uh, first memories of watching a uh, movie on the big screen, I think, especially with the uh, 3D, which was very new at the time. And this is one of the uh, few movies that I think utilized it very well. Oh, so yeah, this definitely holds a place with you. So, you know, you're a Lego guy, you're an Avatar guy. It's like the perfect formula to have you on this episode, you know? So it's not very common that Lego like brings themes that are this old from the dead. Like, as you said, it's from 2009 and all of a sudden they're bringing out sets from that era, which is interesting because they wouldn't do this unless they thought there was a money opportunity. So before we dive into the sets, I just want to ask like within the Avatar 2 or Avatar community, if there is one... (laughs) Like, is there a lot of hype around the sequel, like, or just in general? Is there a lot of talk about this, or is this something that is more obscure and aimed towards like dedicated people? There's definitely a lot of hype for this movie. Um, I'm not sh- entirely sure about the Avatar community uh, as a whole. Uh, I have seen like some small forums about it, but it's not a very like populated uh, community. Like, you know, you have Marvel, which is continuously pumping out movies. Uh, for a while now so they've cultivated a huge following whereas avatar is more of a um it's a it shows up in a lot of small non-related communities so you have like the uh speculative evolution people there they like avatar and then the uh movie fans just people that enjoy movies uh they also have a thing for avatar especially because of uh how influential it was in terms of how movies are produced like a lot of Marvel movies nowadays are using technology that was pioneered during Avatar to be made. So there's definitely a lot of hype for the sequel. And I think the, uh, the reason that uh, Lego is releasing this now is that Avatar has already proven that it's a huge, um, I don't want to say franchise because it's not really a franchise yet, but it's a huge IP. 
Yeah. And it's already ba- and it's now backed by Disney. Since Disney bought uh, Fox a while back, they own the rights to Avatar. So now that they're they all, uh, Lego's already working with Disney with uh, Marvel and Harry Potter and all that. So they already have an in for this. And I believe in 2009, I distinctly remember seeing some sort of uh, Lego toy for this. I don't remember if it was Lego or if it was like Mega Bloks or something. But I remember that there was some sort of buildable avatar thing. And I'm not sure how well that did, but I'm guessing Lego sort of looked at that and saw how popular that was. And this is exactly where I brought you on this show. These <laughs> takes are what we need to know, the insider info about the Avatar world. And yeah. I just couldn't help but think like, when you mentioned not really the Avatar community, I was like, of the Avatar fans, how many of them are actually just confused people from like Avatar The Last Airbender that are just there <laughs> not realizing? Uh, I'm sure the uh, the blue people sort of gives it away. <laughs> yeah, probably. So yeah, um... Obviously, this is a Lego podcast. We want to focus on Avatar, so why not dive into the sets? Um, first set I want to look at, we're going to work our way price-wise bottom-up. So first is the Brickheads, Jake Sawyer and his Avatar. For those that don't know what it looks like, it follows the standard Brickheads design of like a buildable figure. And here we get uh, what I'm presuming Jake Sully, the man in a wheelchair, just chilling. And then his Avatar, the big blue dude with his spear and everything. So let's talk about it. Uh, first glance, like, what do you think? I've never really been a big fan of the Blockheads line or Brickheads line. Yeah, Brickheads line. Um, and they always just sort of look a little uncanny to me. Sort of kind of creeps me out a little bit. Like Funko Pops? Yeah, yeah. Just like Funko yeah. Pops. Like the, especially like the eyes, they just, it just doesn't sit well with yeah, me. they're goofy. So I can, I can understand why somebody would... Uh, would want this just sort of like a cheap sort of uh, display like, oh yeah, this is like something I like, just, you know. But personally, I'm not really too big a fan. Um, looking at the uh, price per piece count, uh, it seems fair. I don't think it's overpriced or anything. And um, from what I can tell based on Brickheads, I don't think the wheelchair is something that you see too often. So I think that's a little interesting little uh, detail that they have. Mm-hmm. And accuracy-wise, I know Brickheads generally isn't the most detailed thing, but would you say, like, oh, I don't want to say Avatar fan because I don't want to tread the line of, like, your three members of the club, but is this recognizable? Like, would you know this is Avatar? Oh, yeah. Uh, the the Avatar, yes. Uh, the Jake Sully in the wheelchair, I'm not too sure. I mean, granted, in the movie, he's himself is not, like, too recognizable. I don't yeah. think if somebody saw a picture of Jake Sully from the movie, they would recognize him. So mm-hmm. I, it's a little, I, I, I think uh, Lego was in a bit of a, like a little pickle here. That's why they have both of them in like the same set. Yeah, makes sense. Definitely think two blue dudes definitely would have been cooler than his, if it's what you said, then this is like a generic dude in a wheelchair. All right. So looks like that one's pretty simple. It's just two briquettes, one avatar, one wheelchair dude. Let's move on to the next set and the price point, which is the and correct me if I butcher the pronoun- pronunciation, because I probably will. The Neytiri and Thanator versus AMP Suit Quaritch. Wow, that's a mouthful. Yeah, you got that right. Um, I'm not sure how the Quaritch, Quaritch, how that's pronounced, but you got the uh, rest pretty well. Oh, can I join the Avatar fan club? Sure. Let's go. We're pretty welcoming. 
So let's take a quick look or verbal description of what the set looks like. It looks like we have a Statue of Liberty colored green mech armed with like a saw, some kind of yellow buzzsaw and a sword. The mech isn't too big. It looks like it's a little, it looks like it's in scale with the minifigure. And then it looks like we have the beast. It's brick built, like a dark blue and black color, a unique molded head. And in the background, it looks like some funky Avatar World forestry with all these like really, really cool looking colors. So initial thoughts. So this is, um, and I'm going to try to, I know the movie is over 10 years old, but I'm going to try to keep the uh, spoilers to a minimum in case somebody hasn't seen it, which I highly recommend, by the way. But um, so the Thanator is the the blue beast and the... Uh, Quaritch, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I don't actually remember. Uh, he is the the guy in the mech suit. And um, as far as proportions go, they do seem a little bit off. The uh, mechs, this doesn't really look very close to the um, the mechs in the movie. Mm-hmm. But um, if you know that it's Avatar, then you can recognize it. If you don't know that it's Avatar, then I think it might not um, register. Yeah, makes sense. So I'm guessing it. Brick built wise, it's not the most accurate looking thing to the source material. Yeah, no, the um, the Thanator in the movie is very, it, it's basically a big cat. Uh, it's a big cat with six legs. Yeah, this ain't a cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's not the most accurate. I think it, it's like this very strange um, combination of playset and display set. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you, like the uh, little forestry that you mentioned, that's obviously there as like a display piece and the proportions of the mech and the thanator they're sort of off but in a way that's more playable i think but it sort of straddles that uh um the playset uh display set sort of line and it sort of doesn't really know what it wants to be mm. so it's in a confused state and it's in, it's in its teenage years yeah it's growing up you know yeah so, uh, as a playset, I think it's all right though. The uh, price isn't too bad, and the piece count is pretty decent. And w- you do get the uh, the unique minifigures. Um, yeah, let's talk about them. Is it the Neytiri and Quaritch? Is that what they? Yeah, Quaritch is the guy in the mech suit, and Neytiri is the blue lady on top of the Thanator. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll you'll see in um, this entire line that there's a lot of very unique pieces. Yeah. So in the movie, the uh, um, the Navi, the uh, the blue people, they're much taller than the humans. So, and you see that here in the um, uh, in the Lego sets. Form, yeah, uh, they're all, the minifigures themselves are a lot bigger. Uh, they have noticeably longer legs, and I think they have a longer torso and arms too. Looks but I like can't a, really yeah. tell. Yeah, for sure. Either they're it's like a minifigure except longer. Yeah, <laughs> it's I like stretched out basically. Um, also, the uh, animal heads are all uh, uniquely molded. They're yeah. not any existing pieces. So I think that would have uh, raised the price a little bit per set, but I yeah, for think sure. it fits the uh, average uh, price per piece per sets. Yeah, I I mean, I'm not an Avatar guy, but I think the figures are great. You got like a generic military dude, almost like Rambo style with the buzz cut, like the vest, all army green. Yeah, essentially like, that's what he was. Yeah. <laughs> Got the Avatar lady, just like tall blue person, nice printing. Gets the job done, I guess. All right, so $45. Karat gives this the worth it. And so far, we're two for two. He gives the brickheads and the 
uh, the suit battle worth it. So we're going to jump over to the next one. Oh, that's a familiar name. It is Jake and Natiri's first Banshee flight. And looking at it, it looks like we get two brick-built bird paradactyl dinosaur things. One is like dark forest green. The other one's like a watery blue. Really interesting. They have unique head molds and their wings aren't really brick-built. It's like the old dragon style where it's like these it's like the like the film plastic kind, almost like the pirate sails you used to get back then. It was like it's that kind of like wrap cover. So it's not really brick built. It's all pre-printed. Looks like this set is actually very reliant on unique prints and molds, which is why it, I guess it looks like you're not getting a lot of bricks with the higher price point. So yeah, you want to break that down for us? Yeah, these are the uh, the banshees. They're the uh, flying mounts that the um, the uh, uh, Navi use. Um, there's not really much to say. I think it's a, it's a pretty simple set. Uh, this I think is more of a play set, I want to say, since there's, uh, just one of the, uh, little, uh, rock sort of background kind of things. And then you get, um, the two, uh, minifigures with the banshees. Um, yeah. I think the price is fair considering there's 572 pieces. I think that's about in line for what it usually costs. Mm -hmm. um, I do like that the uh, wings are the uh, those the plastic. Yeah, uh, it gives it sort of that glossy feeling that the movie originally had. Oh, really? That's cool. So maybe that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Everything in the movie was a little like shiny, sort of not shiny but glossy. I think, mm. and uh, so this this fits very well. Uh, as for accuracy, the, of course, the proportions are a little bit off. You know, it's a plastic toy. So it's not the perfect representation, but I think it's a pretty good uh, B plus in terms of accuracy. Yeah, and I want to see if this actually changes your mind. But if you see on the brick-built mountain, there's like the little mountain waterfall structure. There's these two brown holes. And underneath each banshee, there's a pin that you can connect them to. So I, if anything, I would actually argue it's more of a display set where they would actually rest on the pinholes. I'm sure if you, like, you scroll down the source images. that you Oh, yeah, have, I do yeah. see that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is pretty cool. So I, I think this is like a hybrid set, you would say? Yeah, just like the, um, the uh, AMP suit and the Thanator sort of uh, straddles the line between uh, display and playset. Yeah, so I think that's really interesting, especially since you said this is a 2009 film, and uh, it looks like LEGO kind of wants to play the hybrid game where... They know adults like their display sets, so that is definitely an option here. But like you noted, there are like playable features to work with. So I think this is kind of like a two birds, one stone kind of thing. Yeah, I guess Lego is trying to keep their audience as wide as they can, target the people that want to play with it and the people that want to display it. Mm -hmm. So uh, how about this one? Does this pass the vibe check? Yeah, I'm vibing. Okay, so we're three for three so far. Lego, you're doing a great job. Uh, one of Avatar's biggest fans is so far giving you a huge rating. So give yourselves a pat on the back. All right. Well, we're almost done with this rather small wave, but it looks like the sets only get nicer based on the preview images. So this one is called Floating Mountains, Site 26 in RDA Samson. It looks like we get some sort of military base. It's like this gray built structure with some yellow accents. Yeah, it kind of looks like a tube. Got a little bit more of that like Avatar World Forestry, which is, I guess, best way to describe it is funky colored flowers, like pink, green, random like floating objects. 
we get some kind of like military helicopter, two avatars, some kind of blue horse, and two humans. So, yeah, you want to take it away? Uh, this set looks interesting. Uh, the the first thing that I notice is the use of uh, more unique pieces. You have two more of the uh, Navi, and you, now you have the the horse. Uh, that's the uh, land mounts that that they used in the films. Uh, it looks similar to uh, Lego's standard horse, but it's very different in that it has six legs instead of four. Yeah, and it has a uh, sort of the uh, the crest on its neck with a longer face. Mm -hmm. And of course, like all the uh, creatures in the in this line, they have the uh, sort of the, the the tentacle thing that connects with the uh, Navi's hair. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess just based off of initial views, this definitely seems like the weakest set we've seen so far. Definitely yeah, does not agree. look like a lot of play value here, if any, or even display value at that. It's just really boring looking, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, if you scroll through the images, you can see that this once again is one of the uh, hybrid uh, sets where you can attach the uh, helicopter to the the floating uh, rocks or the uh, oh, um, wow, you're right. background pieces. Um, I think we've seen by now that the uh, the entire the prevailing theme for this uh, line is that all the sets are both displayable and sort of playable. Yeah, because the 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 helicopter and the um, the uh, I don't know I don't know what you would call it. The uh, it's not actually a military base. That's the um, that's where the pilots of the avatars go to sort of put their consciousness into the uh, mind of the Navi. Mm -hmm. So that uh, uh, thing, I guess the tube, whatever it is, and the uh, helicopter, they're not very, uh, they're not super accurate. They have like the same vague shape. But once again, if you know that it's, this is Avatar, you'd know what it is. If you didn't, then it would be a little hard to guess. Yeah, uh, this might be a bit late, but I guess just now you want to give us a super, super brief refresher on like the synopsis of the movie. Not so much like what happened entirely, but just like, a, like something you see in a trailer. So essentially, it's just the humans uh, find a planet where they have a very uh, lucrative uh, mining business. Mm -hmm. uh, the only problem is that the planet is teeming with very dangerous life, which includes the Navi, which are a uh, race of blue humanoids. Yeah, the avatar thingies. Yep. And they're... Uh, the, the tree that they live in sits right on top of the largest deposit of the ore that the miners are after. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the main conflict of the uh, film is. The term avatar comes from the fact that uh, that humans mixed their mixed human DNA with uh, Navi DNA and created avatars, which humans can then pilot. They're not like mechs or anything. They're like actual flesh and blood beings Yeah, that you just sort of put your consciousness into it. Oh, so you just transfer consciousness. Yeah. That's interesting. And then you just follow the uh, story of Jake Sully, who uh, who's just like a he's he's just a marine who didn't really sign up for this, but he goes falls headfirst into all this trouble. Interesting. All right. Yeah, I guess that was a bit overdue, but hey, better late than never. All right. So vibe check. What what do we think at a hundred um, bucks? Do we see a hundred bucks here? No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think this would be uh, worth hundred bucks. I would uh, wait for like maybe a sale or something and then get it. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm going to be honest here. Like as a Star Wars guy, I'm used to getting fleeced by these prices. But even here, I, I'm going to say 80 bucks max. 
Like that's as much as I'd be willing to pay for this thing. I just don't see how this has more substance than like the other sets per se. All right, well, let's move on to the last set. Actually, the biggest one at $150, the Toruk Mat Makto and Tree of Souls. And I guess this lines up perfectly. I'm guessing this is the tree, like the, the big juice. So the set is all around um, this really big, pretty looking tree, except its branches are purely like this translucent pink color. And they're all like drooping downwards made of like these an the antenna pieces. More of that like brick built floating island, funky avatar island. You get four uh, navis that weird blue horse again. And this time we get this really cool like dragon. It's a mix of like that brick built technic kind of almost bionicle like structure. And then there's also those like plastic film wings again. So this looks like it kind of takes everything and wraps into one. You want to take it away? Yeah, this is uh, probably from my favorite scenes in the film. So I might be very biased as if I hasn't, haven't been already, but um, if you uh, scroll through the images, you can see that the, the tree actually glows in the dark. Whoa, wait, really? Let me yeah, take a look. Oh, the, um, whoa, you're right. The, the leaves or whatever you want to call it, the... Uh, the, the foliage? Yeah, the foliage. It's uh, this pink and purple color that glows in the dark. And I think some of the pieces on the uh, background rocks and foliage also glow in the dark, but I can't really Yeah, I'm tell. looking right now. I'm pretty sure. So it looks like the, the vines and stuff on the tree and the area around they're like that glow in the dark like whitish green so yeah that's really cool yep. it looks like the set glows it's nice and at night or in the dark no that's really cool and uh yeah the large the the dragon looking thing that's uh that's kind of similar to the uh banshees that we saw previously except it's much bigger um it also has the um the molded head the uh if you look at it, it's... Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Another unique mold. Yep. And uh, the wings are, once again, the plastic film, and they're much larger. And instead of two, it has four wings. So now you get four of the plastic films. Yeah, so this one, I, I will not lie, it looks really cool. It looks like it for the Avatar figures. Always great to like, get them, as I'm guessing they're like one of the big like, characters of the movie. Nice looking builds. And at $150 in 1,212 pieces, price per piece at face value looks rough, but obviously we have to factor the four unique figure molds, the unique horse mold, the unique dragon mold, glow in the dark. Like with all that considered, does this look like 150 to you? Um, it's hard to say. The, the set itself is very dense. Mm. The, when I first saw this, I didn't think that it would have it would have as many pieces as it did, um, but when you look at the actual size, I think the pictures don't really do it justice. Uh, it I think it's a lot bigger than what the images make it out to be. the uh, The dragon is over ten inches tall and almost twenty inches wide. Oh, that's pretty. So big, yeah. it's very big. So I'm not sure if the uh, if I can say just from the pictures, but it does look worth it to me, especially if it's something that you want to just put on your shelf and display. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks like all these sets together, they all have like connecting themes, like the little island rocks. You could definitely all connect them together. All like the characters play out the different scenes. 
really cool. Personally, for me, like when I think 150, I'm thinking like in Star Wars terms, a Moff Gideon light cruiser, ATTE. And uh, personally, like I personally would not say it looks worth, like I feel like I would get far more value minifigure and build wise with what I can get from Star Wars at price. But hey, if you say it, then I'll follow along. What would you give this one? Does this pass the check? Uh, Yeah, it just barely passes the vibe just check. Just barely. Okay. So, yeah, this team is pretty small. Looks like it's just these five sets. Looks like overall, though, you seem to enjoy all the sets, I would say. If you had to pick one, what, what was your... How about this? You can pick one and you can remove one from the, theme, or from the line. What would they be? Hmm. That's a tough one. If I had to remove one, I think it would be the Brickheads. Jeez, you really hate them. <laughs> yeah, right. not my thing. All right. And then what about the pick? Um, like which one I would take for myself? Yeah. Uh, you can only get one, we'll say. Definitely the uh, Taruk Muktau, uh for the 150, the largest one. Oh, the tree, yeah. Yeah, okay. that, was, that was one of my favorite scenes from the film, so. Oh, yeah, you yeah. did say, so I guess the bias does kick in. Obviously. So let's just say out of 10 overall in terms of price, accuracy, value, playability, displayability, and as an Avatar fan, what would you rate this? 10 being best, one being worst. For the entire theme? Yeah. Um, I'd go with the... With five being average, I would say about 7.5. 7.5? All right, that's pretty respectable, especially for a theme from a film from 2009. Definitely risky by Lego, but hey, if it passes your check, I'm sure it will satisfy a bunch of other people. So thanks for talking about Avatar with me. Of course, always a pleasure, man. But I want to hold you on just for one last thing, because I know you're also a Lego guy. So I want to branch this into one last segment to talk about. Of course. So I know we mentioned a couple of times, this is an old, older... Uh, IP from 2009, like you said, and Lego is suddenly reviving. And we're seeing a, this like trend coming up a couple of times. Like we're seeing the rumors of Lord of the Rings coming back next year in the form of Brickheads. We're seeing Lego just reveal actually today a foosball table, which essentially revives the early 2000s soccer and sports theme. And even like playing back to like old nostalgic sets like the Pirates and the spacemen and i guess it looks like lego's really like building on the revival like uh rebooting we'll say um i guess as a lego fan what do you think about that i think it's um i like it uh i think it's made a lot uh mainly for like people like you and i who sort of grew up with this so yeah. back in the day you know we used to play with the uh the pirates and the and the little cars and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and now it's sort of growing up with us so to speak. Yeah, it looks like they're adapting with their consumer base. Yeah, you're like you're seeing more sets here and there that would uh, appeal to an older generation that has already played with Lego for quite a while now. Mm -hmm. And I think I actually want to save this for a future episode with you about how Lego's actually seemingly transitioning their target base from like children as a toy and more as a collector thing for adults because Let's be honest, like every other week we're seeing the newest rumor or leak of a couple hundred dollar set, which speaking of which I really want to talk about one day when the images come out, but the rumored Eiffel Tower that's supposed to be, I think around $500, supposed to be over four feet tall, which is Ooh. absolutely insane. So that's the size of a child, man. It literally is. It looks like they're saying ditch the child to get the Eiffel Tower instead. That's the <laughs> message I'm getting. Uh, I'd, I'd be inclined to agree. So yeah, definitely looks like we're going to see you in future episodes. 
so yeah, that just that little tangent just to see what you thought. Um, personally, I'm like, I would agree. It's like tapping into our consumer base or our age base where like we grew up with the sets and they want to keep up with us. And I just think it's interesting that like these themes that we would previously think dead is coming back out of nowhere, like 20 years from now. And who knows, maybe we'll get some more obscure themes, like maybe the, I think it was Oriental uh, Journey or something. It was like with Johnny Thunder. That was huge. Um, I, there's also a rumor on the mill about Indiana Jones returning. So I look forward to seeing it. Hey, you got to follow the money, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'll say it again. Thank you for coming and talking with us today. It's been a huge pleasure and catch you soon.